The Buccaneers are coming off a big emotional win over the Seahawks in Germany. We tell you what changes need to be made moving forward to keep that momentum going. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my phenomenal co-host with the best beard in the game. Mr. David Harrison, you can check out his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. You know, it's actually funny that you mentioned my beard because sometimes, like today, I don't know if you guys can tell, but it's kind of like more compact and like it's up here mm-hmm. a little bit. But sometimes I kind of comb it out. I'm, I'm just playing with it. I really I haven't had it long enough to know exactly how I want it to be every single day. Plus, I'm kind of learning it because I wasn't allowed to have a beard for 20 years. <laughs> so uh, I'll try to make this quick because it's a commander story, not a buck story. But I'm walking into the locker room Saturday because the commanders practice Saturday since they had money. They have money in football. And as I'm walking into the locker room, the players are getting off because, you know, last day of practice, they don't have to stick around. So a lot of them kind of jet early. Montez Sweat is walking in the locker room as I'm walking in. He smiles, points at me, and goes, bro, you really got that thing combed out today. And I was like, yeah, I got to get it trimmed. And I walk in, and it hit me. I don't know if that was a compliment or not. So anyway. Uh, I would take I it know. as well. Yeah. I, if I mean, he smiled. If you are unsure, the default <laughs> is it's a compliment. It's a compliment. All right. So anyway, I don't know. So we've lost like half of our listeners right now. Uh, we thank you again for making a lot of Bucks first listener, first view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. You pick two to five players if they score more or less in their prize picks project. You can get up to 10%. That's not right. Up to 10 times your money on a single entry. First time users use promo code locked on and you'll get 100% deposit matches. Prizepicks.com promo code locked on. Rashad White should be running back number one moving forward for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was already something that we have been asserting on this show for the last, honestly, like two weeks, I think, really. And we've kind of been talking about the buildup probably a little bit longer than that. Uh, and Germany really just kind of showed it even more. And, you know, uh, look, Leonard Fournette, a little bit kind of a victim of his own circumstances, right? Because not only is the reason everybody's kind of been saying Rashad White needs more touches and more carries because Leonard's play and production has gone down. He's not seeing lanes. I mean, even in the game in Germany, James, there was a play where he hits the, the a gap the left side of the offensive line was wide open and there's no reason he shouldn't have seen it. Couldn't have seen it. Couldn't have hit it. And you're gaining in about eight, nine yards instead of gaining the one or two uh, that he did gain. I almost tweeted it, but things were going well. Bucks were winning. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what? Let me not feed negativity in the universe. So I deleted the tweet, but it is an example of the problem that we're seeing with Leonard Fournette. It's just not, it's not, it's not just the dancing at the line of scrimmage. It's not just the bad eyes. It's a combination of all of it. And while he did have some good runs, you know, before the hip injury, uh, in Germany, and you want to see that, of course. You know, we're all supporting Leonard here uh, uh, as long as he's part of the team and all that stuff. I mean, honestly, I go back to what I said last week. Rashad White is just a classic Tom Brady running back, and I think he showed it in yeah. week 10. Yeah, well, and, and I don't know if I was full-blown Rashad should be RB1 
leading up to this point, I, I know for sure I was definitely, he should be getting closer to a 50-50 split. He should be the primary first down back. But I still felt, you know, Leonard Fournette obviously still brings something to this team. I think Leonard Fournette ran better in this game than he has over the course of the last couple of games. And of course, the numbers show that his, his yards per carry average was much better in this game than it has been over the course of about the last month. But Rashad White was setting the tone, and it was a lot of what you and I have been discussing. It was Rashad White is, is more explosive, more decisive, and, and burst through the hole a little bit quicker and is gaining, you know, three, four, five yards a run. And then you bring in Leonard Fournette, and he looks like he's running a little bit angrier. He's running with a little bit more purpose, and the defense is starting to wear down, and it's freeing oh. him up to do some of these things. I, I do think that they are a phenomenal complement to one another. But as you said, Rashad White kind of proved it in Germany that he should be the RB1 moving forward. Maybe he will be. Leonard Fournette dealing with this, this hip injury now. They did show him kind of wrapped up on the sideline. You know, legitimately could be a hip injury, could be a little bit of an ego bruise. Um, but I, I think the more the Buccaneers are able to utilize somebody like White in the fashion that they used him against the Seattle Seahawks is going to free Lenny up to do some more things, not throw the ball, you know, down the road <laughs> late in games. And we're going to see, you know, those big explosive Leonard Fournette runs against tired defenses. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else Rashad has to do to get, you know, more games like this where he's out touching Leonard Fournette by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the other part of this self-made situation going on here. You know, a lot of people were talking about the fact that Leonard Fournette started the game on the sideline, um, mm -hmm. and a report that came out before the game is that Leonard Fournette didn't have a passport until four hours before they left for Germany, um, and. You know, I can't speak for Todd Bowles, and, and perhaps you know it's uh, it's it's in the the post game notes um, for 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 later uh, digestion or whatever. But you know, Rashad White, look, I can just, from a strategic standpoint, if I got a guy that may not even be able to travel with me to Germany, I'm mm -hmm. not giving him the first team reps. You know what I mean? So Rashad White, I would imagine got a lot of first team work and practice this week leading up to the game, which makes him obviously the the better candidate to be the first team running back. Uh, when you when you hit the field and I would be highly surprised to find out that the Buccaneers didn't go that direction. So uh, or at least give them more if he didn't get all of them, at least give them a bigger split than he normally would have had just in case Lenny uh, can't end up flying. So um, it's interesting. For, and then the uh, second part of that is, hey, U.S. government passport office. Next time you tell me it's going to be a six week wait for a passport, I'm going to ask about Leonard Fournette because. Yeah. Also. How long ago was this game in Germany announced? Wasn't it like back in April? Yeah, that's I mean, why why was this not taken care of like months ago, dude? That's a whole on. other situation. I mean, you're <laughs> you're a grown man, you know you're going to Germany. I mean, come on, bro. You know what I mean? But uh that's no reason to bench a guy. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. And and like you said, I don't think it's gonna be you're like the days of having just one running back are gone. Like I know I don't think anybody's sitting here saying Rashad White just get every carry, every snap, all that stuff. No, you definitely want to mix, but look if if Leonard Fournette's hip injury turns out to be significant and he misses uh, their next game against Cleveland in a couple of weeks, Keyshawn Vaughn, we saw him during preseason training camp, James. Keyshawn Vaughn's got some ability. And I mean, hey. if he once he gets onto a field that is not a slip and slide, you know, that everybody's playing football on, he may be able to show some things against Cleveland. And that may complicate things a little bit further for Leonard Fournette when he comes back. 
Keyshawn Vaughn had one of the plays of the game. You know, yeah. Tom Brady somehow avoided being sacked twice, dumps it off to Vaughn, and he's able to work some magic to convert yeah. a third and 10 into a first down. You know, Vaughn's got some juice. So it, yeah. it'll be nice to see him get a little bit more opportunity as well. Absolutely. It'll also be nice to see what goodies I get this holiday season because I am to the age and girth where food and beverages are my usual drinks that people give me. I'm just, just speaking the truth here. Um, this holiday, find what you love at Total Wine and More because this episode of Lockdown Bucks is brought to you by Total Wine and More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single barrel bourbon, which I definitely have my favorites, or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And with all the confidence you can get knowing you found something special for the lowest price, you're absolutely going to love your experience with Total Wine and more. Find what you love, love what you find, only at Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. And, of course, you have to be 21 to participate. Thanks again for making a Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen or your next listen, please check out Locked on Sports today. From the biggest games that matter to the most biggest stories, the most biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide unless they're at Disney World. Available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Stock up, stock down time. One of my favorite new segments. Let's take a look at which bucks are trending in the right direction and which are heading in the wrong one. Some of them not even because of anything they did or didn't do. But before we do that, let's hear from a guy whose stock is definitely trending up as the temperatures he lives in are probably trending down. Let's go to Tyler in Boston. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. Man, what a great game. I mean, God, they looked like a whole different team today. Man, that energy was different. That effort was different. You know, maybe, I hope, turning the corner. You know, Rashad White is the truth. RV1 going forward, maybe. Uh, that first half was really impressive. And although the second half was more nervous time than anything, um, there was just no quit, despite the mistakes and the momentum shifts. And, you know, I really was really impressed to see that. It was an impressive game. And, boy, the Bucks really showed something. Hope they enjoy the time off. They take the time to get healthy and get ready for this playoff push, man. This is getting fun. Let's go fire those cannons. Go Bucks! All right, Tyler, appreciate you calling in. As always, obviously, Tyler's going to agree with us in segment, what we said, rather, in segment one. Uh, yep. But let's get to our stock up, stock down, and let's start with risers. James, I'm going to let you start because I've been talking for a very long time, and Tyler probably wants to hear your voice again. Um, so my stock up is going to be somebody that, uh, David is going to make fun of me for having because of how wrong I was about him, uh, leading up to the season. But my stock up is Scotty Miller over the last month. He has 13 receptions on 14 targets for 97 yards. Of course, he was a pivotal player in that final drive against the Los Angeles Rams last week that led to a win. That one incomplete pass, you know, of, of his targets was the one in the end zone. Other than that, he has caught everything that Tom Brady has thrown his way. Uh, his stock will go up even higher if he stops needlessly jumping all the time. Come on, Scotty. You had a mm. walk-in touchdown today, and, and you, yeah. you botched it. Yeah, I tweeted it. Shades of Terry Glenn back in his Ohio State days. Terry Glenn eventually figured out how to catch for the most part with his hands in the national football league. 
And that's basically what that is. The Scotty Miller doesn't want to catch with his hands. He wants to catch with his chest. Um, and that's why that pass went incomplete last week is because it hit his face mask. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when you're a body catcher. Um, yeah, I would be much happier with Scotty Miller if he wasn't just catching everything with his chest, but definitely a good stat line and good to see him picking it up. So I will I will go with the stock up. But man, let's uh, well, you know what? I want to say let's get him on the jugs machine. But I remember his first year, right? He was injured in training camp and we were down there and I was watching him and he was on the jugs machine every day after practice. And I'm watching this dude catch the ball with his hands, tuck it in, put it away. I'm like, all right, I don't know what happened with that <laughs> whole thing. I don't I don't know. Maybe, you know, Scotty got married recently. Like some of us, we gained a lot of weight. Maybe Scotty forgot to catch with his hands when he got married. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My stock up is going to be the offensive line. And look, I'm not an offensive line guru, right? I'm not like a guy who can tell you, you know, the perfect sets and all that stuff. But I can tell you what good offensive line play usually looks like. And it looks like what the Buccaneers have had uh, in, in recent memory. And, and if that continues on after the bye, then this team is going to be in a very good position. And if they can get Ryan Jensen back at some point, uh, either late in the regular season or in the postseason, a la Vita Vea during the Super Bowl run, then, you know, kudos to you even better. The only problem is then, I mean, what do you, you know, you replace Nick Lever with Robert Hainsey or do you send Robert Hainsey back to the bench? That's going to be kind of a hard situation. But, hey, man, that's that's the business that we work in. Everybody knows that if Ryan Jensen is healthy, Ryan Jensen is playing. But uh, on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the Buccaneers 10 for 15 on third downs. 10 for 15 on third downs that's insanity um that offensive line was a big part of that production yeah i i certainly have loved what i've seen out of nick leverett not so much the holding penalty that he had on sunday but yeah or the play that he completely got blown by and ended up uh anyway but nobody's perfect nobody's perfect the overall play of the offensive line definitely has been trending up and i think a big part of that is the cohesiveness and the trust that they have now with Nick Leverett in there. I hope Luke Gedeke continues to develop. I think he was thrust into a position he wasn't ready for, and and now the offensive line is starting to click. I like that. Uh, My stock down, it's Russell Gage. You know, this is a guy that has missed the last couple of games due to injury, which isn't his fault, but while he's missing those games, all of a sudden you're seeing the targets and the the reliance of Scotty Miller go up. You're seeing Cade Otten's targets and reliance go up. You're seeing Julio Jones really start to get involved in, in the passing game. So his stock is, is going up. And now when Russell Gage comes back, how is that going to affect that chemistry? Is Russell Gage going to be the guy that's kind of the odd man out because of the rapport with Scotty, with Cade? Cameron Brait is now back. Julio playing as well as he has over the course of the last couple of weeks. You know, you don't want to mess with something that's working right now. But also, Russell Gage is too talented of a player to just leave on the sidelines. So it'll be interesting to see how they work him back into the offense. But I I have to think that Brady's going to want to roll with what's continuing to work. And that means more targets for Scotty, Julio, Cade, Cameron. And maybe Russell's only getting two, three looks a game when he returns. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a disappointment. I was actually a little bit disappointed on top of it that the Bucs, at least from what we know, right, and and we there there's a lot that we don't know. So, uh, But I thought that the Bucs might make a run at Elijah Moore, the Jets wide receiver, who was a little bit disgruntled. Again, his drafts comparison was literally Antonio Brown. And how fun would it be to get a receiver from the Jets that's comparable to Antonio Brown and actually plays for the Buccaneers? That would be interesting. Um, but look, I mean, 
you know, if, if the Bucs are looking to get a little bit more agile, a little bit more speed on the field, don't uh, don't sleep on Brandon Cooks, who's probably going to get released by the Houston Texans here uh, all, at some point in time. So All of this goes out the window when Odell signs with him. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, my <laughs> stock down is going to be Logan Hall, the rookie defensive lineman. And look, this has nothing to do with Logan Hall. It has everything to do with Akeem Hicks. And, and right now, I don't know what the stat, the snap count was for each player. Um, those splits aren't out right now. But I do know that Logan Hall didn't register a single stat in Germany and Akeem Hicks, four tackles and a quarterback hit. And obviously a very big reason why uh, Kenneth Moore, the third Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker, the third. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, the third, not as big of an impact player as uh, as we thought he might be entering the game. Akeem Hicks, you know, last week, James, you said it that Akeem Hicks came in, came back, showed why he was brought in in the first place and what he can contribute to that only continued. This week, now he's at a bye, so whatever banged upness he's he's accrued being back these last couple of weeks, he's going to get to heal a little bit from to come back for the for the home stretch. Uh, seven more games when they come back from the bye week, and so Akeem Hicks obviously firmly in that position. Which again, I mean, you know, the Bucks probably didn't really plan on relying on Logan Hall that much. So how much does it really hurt him? I don't know. But the bottom line is, you know, the old adage is, you know, you get better by getting reps. Logan Hall's rep rep share is going to go down the better Akeem Hicks plays. Yeah, no doubt about it. But it's it's real nice to have Hicks back in there. And it, it can be a slow burn, a slow develop for Logan Hall, like we saw with Joe Tryon Shoyinka. They're not being forced to rely on him as much. He can develop, and we've seen the gigantic leap that Tryon Shoyinka has taken in year two. Hopefully, we see the same thing with Logan Hall. You guys know I was talking about Kate Otten. All week long leading up to this game because the Seattle Seahawks were so bad against the tight end. Did not fare for me so well with our friends over at Prize Picks. You pick two to five players, and if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, Kate Otten, less against the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe some of that had to do with Cameron Brait. Maybe some of it had to do with other targets and Leonard Fournette throwing interceptions. But you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available. They have safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. So don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with our friends at prize picks. Wrap things up here on a victory Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And I do want to queue up one more voicemail because among all the congratulations that we have to send out to the Buccaneers for winning in Germany, beating the Seahawks, winning their second game in a row, we have another congratulations coming up for our next caller. Morgan, Georgia. I will never forget to say because the Buccaneers won their first game in Germany by five points. And I shot my first foot today and it had five points. I guess it was meant to be. Fire the cannon. Go, Bucks. All right. Troy from Morgan, Georgia. Congratulations on your first five point buck. And David, if there's something else that I know about Troy, said he loves some deep-fried dirty birds. So let's take a look around the NFC South. The Buccaneers are now 5-5, five and five, first place, and 
despite what David said in our postcast episode, the Saints did, in fact, play a game on Sunday. And uh, well, they were at a game, but it looked like they were on their bye week anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. Andy Dalton is the worst. So, yeah, we uh, let's take a look around the NFC South, see what happened. And uh, David, I will uh, I will kick it over to you the way Andy Dalton likes to kick himself in the butt anytime he plays the Steelers. Because I mean, how bad is Jameis Winston if the Saints are going with Andy Dalton? That's all I got to say. And I don't I don't honestly imagine he can be that bad. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Falcons lost to the Carolina Panthers, obviously start off week 10. Uh, which is good for the Buccaneers because that is a team that unfortunately they were neck and neck with first place in the division. Uh, the Saints losing to Pittsburgh. So, yeah, the NFC South, the Buccaneers, sole possession of first place again, not below 500 at 500 bucks, five and five. Uh, Falcons, second place at four and six. The Carolina Panthers, three and seven in third place. And the New Orleans Saints, by virtue of a tiebreaker, last place at three and seven. So, um, yeah, the Buccaneers saved by their uh division foes right now but looking ahead to week 11 obviously the buccaneers mm-hmm. are on a bye and that is actually accurate um the falcons host the bears which justin fields has been torching people right now and the falcons defense uh they're susceptible to being torched the yeah, panthers are in baltimore Oof. um if you're not picking baltimore i don't know what you're doing saints are at home against the rams and the rams haven't looked very good either but again Unless James Winston is coming out, even if James Winston comes out, Jalen Ramsey would probably love uh, to, to face either of those quarterbacks. So, um, not you know, again, not looking good for the NFC South next week by the schedule, and by the time we uh, we see the Bucks take the field again, they could be uh, two games up on you know their second place, the second place team in the division. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks could legitimately gain ground by doing nothing, and. You take a look at, at the Saints and Rams game, and, and obviously we're just a week removed from the Buccaneers facing the Rams. And and I do think you're right. If if the Saints come to their senses and actually start Jameis Winston, they might have a chance in this one. Matthew Stafford, I would assume, he is back from his from being in concussion protocol and will play. But yeah. you know, and, and there may be an update after this is already posted, but Cooper Cup had to be helped to the bench with an ankle injury late in the game against the Cardinals. So the Saints could have an opportunity to face a cupless Los Angeles Rams team. If you put Jameis in there, yeah, we all know Jameis can lose you some football games, but he can go out there and he can win you some too. Right now, Andy Dalton's just losing them because he is the worst. He is terrible. He looks like uh, Scud Farkas from A Christmas Story, you know, the guy that wore the – the coonskin hat and and was the bully that yeah. Ralphie ended up beating up. Uh, yeah, that's Andy Dalton right now with Ralphie beating the tar out of him. Summon your inner Ralphie, Jameis, and take that job back. My fantasy team. That is quite the comparison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, the Buccaneers, I think, you know, with all their struggles, I still think it's pretty safe to say the Bucs are going to be in the playoffs, you know, for whatever reason it is. And look, um, we looked, we looked ahead a little bit. We're not going to go game by game here, but the Buccaneers – the way they're playing right now, and I mean the last two weeks, the way the Buccaneers have come out the last two weeks, uh, you know, the, you can see the squad winning five of their last seven games, uh, finishing the, the season uh, 10 and seven, you know, or better possibly. And I think 10 and seven in the NFC South wins the division, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, and so you're talking about the playoffs. And look, come mid, mid to late January, early February, if the Buccaneers can run the table, then we'll be talking about Tom Brady being the winningest 
quarterback in NFC playoff history because in order to take that title from Brett Favre, the Bucks do have to play and win Wild Card Weekend. So winning Wild Card Weekend divisional NFC Championship game going to the Super Bowl would give Tom Brady one more playoff win in the NFC than Brett Favre currently has. Um, and, you know, who doesn't want to see Tom Brady take another NFC record in his third year in the conference? Well, I mean, he did set another record. You know, he's won a NFL game in five countries now because obviously he's won in America. Yeah, that's nuts. He's won a, a game in Canada, a game in Mexico, a game in you know, London, England, and now a game in Germany. And look, you and I were talking before the show started. And Tom Brady was having a lot of fun on social media talking about how if he hadn't slipped, he was going to, you know, moss. I, I can't mm. remember who got the interception for the Seahawks. You know, he was going to moss. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. Thank you. Six foot, 30 inch tall Tariq Woolen was going to get mossed by Tom Brady. 45 <laughs> year old Tom Brady. Um, yeah. And, and he's having a lot of fun with it. And I, David, I mentioned to you, this is the side of Tom Brady that we had all grown to know and love over the course of the last two years, but it's yeah. not a Tom Brady that we've seen so far this year. Even early in the year, they started off two and Oh, he was still posting his videos, but he wasn't having the fun that we had seen him have seeing him do stuff like that. You know, Leonard Fournette posted a photo of him throwing the ball and said QB two. Yeah. I think it's a really good sign. It started with the relief on his face. You know, after the Rams win, I mentioned on our postcast, you know, how jacked up and excited he and Mike Evans were after that Rashad white run where he slid in bounds and, and they knew they had this one. Now we're starting to see it on social media. I think he's starting to get a little loose, and I think he's starting to have fun again. It could be a good sign for the box. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Look, all I'm going to say is QB deuce because that's what that throw was. That's that's yikes. That's all I'm going to say about that. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. I will be back tomorrow. So if you have more reactions uh, to this game, thoughts about the bye week, thoughts about the upcoming schedule, help me out. Give me a call at 813-444-5841. Leave me a voicemail with a topic, a question, anything at all that you want to hear about. Of course, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the biggest headlines in all of sports with Locked On Sports today. You can find them on YouTube and wherever you are listening to this podcast. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check me out over at BucksNation.com. And follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.